welcome back to part two of my TIA story. I can only record about 30 minutes on Anchor's website, so this is the second part to what I was discussing, and it's pretty scary. It's definitely pretty scary, everything that I was talking about and what I had experienced. So when I felt like my body had to sh- had betrayed me because it acted out of the norm and out of how I would ever hope that my body would act. It was hard to not be scared all the time that it was going to happen again. And it didn't matter where I was. It didn't matter who I was with. I had this fear that it would happen. So that took a lot of time to process and to get through. And I knew right from the beginning of it, like I knew that I had to keep going with life, that I wasn't going to let this consume me. And I knew right away I had to keep going. I had to keep pushing. I just need to figure out how and figure out a self-care routine and physical movement and getting back into a creative side to help express myself and all of these things that I knew that I needed to make a change with and I knew that I it was very scary what I had experienced but I wasn't going to let it kill me I wasn't going to let it completely take everything from me so adjusting to medication I was still having some panic attacks after my six week follow up with my doctor and so he upped my prescription to 10 milligrams for Lexapro and that's where I'm currently at and I know it's a low dose and I'm grateful for that and to each their own with people who are on their own journey with medication with Wellbutrin with Prozac with Zoloft I mean there's so many medications on it and it's also crazy that even seeing the clientele that I see here in Florida the age range of patients that I have a lot of my patients are on some sort of antidepressant so it is very common and if you are on antidepressants either you've been on them for a long time or you're new to them just remember that you're doing the best that you can and don't beat yourself up with the stigma that can sometimes come around with people who are on medication because everyone's journey looks different and everyone is going to handle life differently and as long as you are comfortable with yourself and you know that you are doing the best that you fucking can fuck what other people will say about it when I began to get on medication my father was not too thrilled about it and then I told him I said you know I obviously need some assistance with my mental health and I know that his opinion of it and his stance on it comes from a different generation and it comes from different beliefs and from different experiences and that's okay but it's not this horrendous thing to need some assistance with your mental health because when it comes to me being on medication it's a body part 
And as my friends and I love to discuss, if you injured your leg or you injured your arm, you would go to a doctor and they would help you healing that body part. It's the same thing when it comes to your mind. And I'm grateful that our generation has explored that a lot more than the the generations before us did because everyone needs to understand that you can't just pop your brain out of your skull and be like, oh yeah, look, that is what I need more of. That is what I'm lacking. That's what's wrong. Let me go ahead and fix that and put it back in your skull. It doesn't work like that. So for me with medication, my Lexapro, it helps me from the inside. It helps me from parts in my brain that I cannot physically heal on my own. And I need a little bit of assistance. And what I hold myself accountable for is all the other things that I can do in my life for my mental health. I am responsible and I hold myself accountable for taking part in self-care. And whether that's me taking a bath, or it's me going to the gym, or it's me working on our yard outside, or it's me driving around, listening to music, or I'm photographing someone or something, or I'm writing, or I'm doing this podcast, (laughs) I am responsible for the physical activities in my life for my self-care. And together, between my medication and myself, it's like a handshake. It's like a dance. We work together. I work with my medication, and my medication works with me. It's not something that I fear. It's not something that I let other people's opinions downplay it for me because everyone's experience is different and maybe I'll be on it for the rest of my life and maybe I won't ever be on it again or maybe I'll be on and off it I don't know and I can't solve that right now (laughs) and that's not something that I can allow myself to worry about so that's how I feel about being on medication and I even I have an alarm that goes off 6.30 at night, every night, and it says Lexi. <laughs> I, you know, nicknamed the medication Lexi, and it has a little magical wand emoji next to it because it helps in ways that I cannot help my brain. <laughs> so at least for right now, it's working for me for right now, and we'll see what the rest for me when it comes to medication but if you're doing the best that you can then that's all you can do and if you are on medication and you solely rely on medication to make you feel better and to solve all your problems I would suggest to do physical things that you also have control over to help with your self-care so work with it So my body went through quite a lot during that time and I also went back to therapy and I found a new therapist and she's wonderful. It took me some time to get used to her because she was definitely different compared to the first therapist that I had, but we've developed a good relationship and I do trust her. I do think that she is a good person to be around and we 
do EMDR sessions and EMDR it has helped me process traumatic events like my mini stroke episode like childhood trauma traumatic all types of traumatic experiences and when I look it up online because I don't even know off the top of my head what it actually stands for but there's a definition for it online and it says EMDR therapy is a phased focused approach to treating trauma and other symptoms by reconnecting the traumatized person in a safe and measured way to the images, self thoughts, emotions, and body sensations associated with the trauma, allowing the natural healing powers of the brain to move towards an adaptive conclusion. So EMDR has very much helped me process traumatic experiences in my life, knowing that yes, they happened. Yes, they were horrible. They were shitty. All of the above. But it helps you let go of it more and to process it and release it. And I knew I had to do something like that when I went back into therapy because I felt like my brain cracked. Like I felt like I had a mental breakdown and that took part with everything that happened with me being in the hospital. So I absolutely agreed to, I thought about it at first, but then I agreed to go forward with it because I figured I obviously have very things in my subconscious. There are obviously things that have happened to me that I have not processed and I haven't allowed myself to process and I need to go back and I need to dig up the ground that I buried them in and I have to go through it and I have to process it because that's only going to benefit me. And it's crazy because when you look up The brain is just a very fascinating, fascinating part of your body to begin with. And there are literally parts of your brain that don't know what has actually happened to you versus what hasn't. And that's the craziest fucking thing to know that there is a part of your body that doesn't know what is real and what isn't. So EMDR has very much helped me process a lot of things and how I do it is I put on these headphones and they make a low beeping sound and it'll go from my left ear to my right ear back and forth and I close my eyes you can do this with a light bar in front of you to follow a light back and like from left to right I decided not to partake in the light bar of it just because I would get distracted if like her screensaver on her computer changed or if she like itched her nose or something. So I decided to keep my eyes closed. Plus I tried to have some sort of a meditation practice. So I was used to the fact of like closing my eyes and visualizing things. So close my eyes. I have my headphones on and I have two sensors, one in my left hand, one in my right hand that vibrate. And they also go back and forth. And before we started our EMDR sessions, we figured out 
what episode in my life I wanted to process and what my happy place looks like. <laughs> and so you bring up like different words, different phrases, different things that you associate with that memory that are negative, negative words, negative thoughts, whatever the case may be. And my therapist will write them down and she will tell me to pick a memory, pick a time, go into that memory and just see where your subconscious leads you. And whatever comes up, comes up. She said it could be something completely different from what you thought you were going to visualize. Whatever it is, just go with it. <clears throat> so we do these sessions and it helps me process through certain experiences I've had in life. And it really, really has had a very drastic change with how I view things now. And I know that I've, like I've mentioned before on this podcast, that I have been working on my mental health solidly every fucking day for a year now. A huge difference I realized after starting EMDR therapy. And now it's not <laughs> exactly enjoyable. You do cry, you do get mad. There are emotions that you experience, absolutely. It's trauma coming to the surface without a fucking doubt. But the things that have come up during my sessions that have made me accept those experiences easier, easily, whichever, <laughs> English, I don't know, it has helped with that part. And... I've had nothing but positive feedback afterwards, like a day or so afterwards, because after the EMDR session, you are exhausted, <laughs> you are completely drained. And she always, you know, reminds me to have a good self-care day when I leave and I do, and I normally sleep, but it's a healing process and going to your shadow, going into the deep depths of yourself. And acknowledging those parts and healing from them and experiencing them again it takes a toll on you and it takes a lot of self-power and a lot of determination to get through things so if you go through EMDR therapy you're not alone if you know someone who does go through through EMDR therapy it is challenging. It's definitely not something that I look forward going into doing. It's not the time of my life, but the results are definitely worth it. And one of my friends growing up from school, who we recently reconnected a couple months ago, I want to say maybe, um, she has expressed to me her experiences with EMDR therapy. And if you're listening, hello, I love you and I hope you're doing wonderful. <laughs> I am very proud of the woman that she is today and she has come very far in her life and she definitely helped with advice when it came to EMDR therapy. So thank you if you're listening. Thank you. I appreciate you and I am so proud of how far you've come with your journey. So I will definitely discuss more of this throughout the podcast because I feel like there are so many layers to it and there's so many different things that come up and 
they only have a certain time frame to record these episodes. So I will definitely touch base about this again, but on a lighter, much lighter note of everything, I do have to say that I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I say that with confidence and I say that with a lot of baggage lifted off of me. And it would not have happened if this episode in August 2021 didn't happen. So something that I've had to work on with getting a different view of life and problems and everything is the saying that life happens for you. And it's so fucking hard to believe that when you're having the shittiest things happen because you're just like, what the fuck? Like, what in the actual fuck? (laughs) What is this doing for me? Like, this pisses me off or this causes me to spend money or this person's hurt or whatever the case may be. Like, how the fuck can life be happening for me right now? And some of those experiences are hard to explain, but some are hard to to want to understand because that incident that happened happened very much for me and it very much happened for a reason because it wasn't my body betraying me my body was fucking screaming 911 that i had to change something i had to change something about my mental health. I had to change something about my physical health, which was being on birth control because now I am no longer on birth control and I have learned, which I will go into more at another time, but I have learned that I experience Aurora migraines and someone with Aurora migraines, which I've had since I was a senior in high school. Someone with Aurora migraines should not be on birth control because you are at a high risk for a stroke in life. And that was information that has been discovered throughout this journey within the last year. And that was a hard pill, a hard pill to swallow because from another doctor's opinion, I more than likely did have a TIA and I more than likely did have a mini stroke and that was a lot to take in. So more on that another time, but it happened for me. And now I know that because now I'm the happiest I've ever been. As my fiance says, I walk with purpose now. (laughs) People have noticed a change and I don't live in that constant fear anymore because if you live in a constant fear that anything bad could happen at any moment, you're never going to allow yourself the opportunity that anything good can happen at any moment as well because it's all a part of the human experience. The good, the bad, the ugly, the joy, the happiness, the tears, the anger, the jealousy, it all exists together. It's all a part of the human experience. You can't have one without the other. And sometimes it's so fucking shitty, but it's how it is. And I believe we came here to experience life. So experience all these different emotions. And that had a lot to do with my spirituality journey and me knowing from a young age that my body is borrowed, but my soul is forever. So 
I very much tapped into that with getting out of that constant fear cycle of constant fear that I could have a stroke, I could die, I could, this could happen, that could happen. And it's like, yeah, I could, I could be driving in my car and get into a car accident. Like anything bad can happen, but anything good can happen as well. And you can't live in the constant fear of the bad happening and the negative happening because you're never going to see the good. You're never going to see the bliss, the pure fucking bliss that life has to offer. And a big part of that came from my best friend, my kindred spirit. And you know who you are and I love you. (laughs) And she checked in with me so fucking much during this whole process. And I love her to death. And I'm going to sneak her on the show somehow. (laughs) Um, But she really helped assist me of like, you cannot have that fear consume you. You cannot let it control you. And you cannot let it from stopping you live your life. And I really, really took what she said into consideration. I was really just like, yes, Anna, like, pick your fucking chin up. (laughs) It's going to be okay. And it's such a scary fucking thing to happen, but it has brought the brightest light into my life. A light that I never even thought was so possible before and I'm bathing in it and I am just drinking it all in and trying to enjoy my human experience (laughs) so I don't know if any of this will resonate with anyone listening to this but if it does reach out to me let me know your experience we all have different mental health journeys and it's always a journey it's never a destination you're never going to be done with it it's something that we're going to work on every single day and it really is a beautiful thing it doesn't mean that the bad days don't ever happen it just means that when they do happen i know how to handle them a lot fucking better and I know that the good days are going to taste 10 times sweeter. So that was a lot. If you made it through both of these episodes in one sitting, please let me know because it was definitely a lot that we all just went through together and a lot of information. So I will get into some more things at a different episode but for right now oh and also before this ends i recently since i came across the one year mark of the mini stroke a few weeks prior knowing that it was coming up i wasn't scared of the date i actually was happy that it was coming up because i very much consider it a rebirth of myself that some part of me died that day and this whole other version was born and it was very painful but I made it through so I consider that day a rebirth I don't fear it I don't view it as a negative anniversary I view it as a rebirth almost like a second birthday And that date is the day that my grandfather on my dad's side had passed away. So when I went into the hospital, when I had that mini stroke, it was my grandfather's death anniversary. 
And the next day when I got out of the hospital, it was August 8th, 2021, and it was the day of the Lion's Gate. And if you know anything about astrology or spirituality or anything like that, and you know what the Lion's Gate is, it's a huge manifestation day. And the only thing that I was able to conjure up that day was that I am mentally healthy. That is what I asked of the Lion's Gate that day. That's all I could ask for in my very, very fragile state that I was in. And I can 110% say that a year later, it absolutely came true. And I am so much, so much better mentally than I have ever been in my whole entire life. And again, if you're listening to this, and you go through anxiety and you go through depression, you have panic attacks, you have anxiety attacks, you experience all of these things, just know that you're not alone. So many of us deal with these things and so many of us have experienced these things and we're really now more than ever talking about it. And that is a beautiful thing because it's something that we do need to talk about because it's something that everybody goes through. So I just want you to know that you're doing your best and I love you and everyone around you loves you. And if you don't have a support team, get those fucking people out of your life because I swear to God, if I didn't have my friends and my fiance, oh my God, my fiance and my family, if I didn't have them through this, I don't know where I would be. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about all of this crazy shit (laughs) and whatever the fuck I want to talk about. I love you so much. Good night. Good morning. I don't know. Time isn't real. Until next time, take the best care of yourself.